Hey, it's Kara and Tasha. Get in. We're going to the Era Store. If you've been listening to us for a while, we've heard that this is a highly anticipated episode, our review of Miss Taylor Swift's Taylor Allison Swift Eras Tour. So it's finally here. <laughs> if you have not listened to our episode reviewing her latest album, Midnight, I also highly suggest you do that first to kind of get just a little more background. I... And more of the Swifty. I am definitely not. I wouldn't say definitely at this point. Grown. I'm still not at your level. You can pretend. I don't think I. I don't think I'm at a high high level after seeing all this stuff on like, like I like Taylor Swift. There are people who they blow me out of the water. Yes, I like Taylor Swift. I my Swiftiness came a little bit later. Like I. I didn't always love her country songs because I was like, who is this little teeny bopper girl taking over country radio? See, for some reason, I was a big Fearless fan and then just, I think I went through, I, I, I'll self-proclaimed hater stage. I've matured since then, come back around. That's on growth. <laughs> that's on growth. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are now. But yeah, that is a good episode to go back to just to get a little bit of background. Of that. Yeah, because yeah. I would say... I don't know when I officially started being, would consider myself a Swifty. Yeah, I do. It was the Speak Now tour. So album three, I believe. Still don't. I still wouldn't put myself in that category at all. So I've seen now the Speak Now tour, Reputation tour. If you haven't seen the Netflix special on Reputation, also suggest. I'm going to do a mini-sode when I watch that because I will. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. And then now the Eras tour. So I'm a three-time Swifty concert goer. I am one of the lucky few who will get to see it again as well. So, in a few months. I'll be interested to see if you have anything different to say when we get... I will have a different view. Yeah. So, we'll, and we'll get through all of that and kind of go through a, a couple of different things. I mean, we're going to start at the very beginning here because, as most of the world knows, the ticket buying process for this tour... It kind of broke the internet. It, it broke us for financially sh- and emotionally. For sure. It was, it was war. We, we had, went to war. We had multiple people that got verified fan status. How the two people who go to concerts didn't get verified fan status, we're still not sure. And we're still not understanding as this is now becoming the new thing. And we're still not getting verified. Um, I think in the last six things we've signed up for, I have got it once. One. I'm always waitlisted. I don't know why they don't like me. I'm not over it, but I could go on for hours. So we ended up with, I had a pre-sale code from a friend. Kara had a pre-sale code from one of the friends that were going. Right. So we were just, we were, we were, we all signed up. Yeah. We were just the, we were the brokers in the situation. We had to sit through the battle. Um, And I think also, and, and, I don't know why they do it this way, but obviously it, it's not new. Tickets go on sale usually at 10 o'clock on a weekday when the majority of everyone is at work. And we conveniently work together. So like there was a lot of communication through this, but a lot of running around the building. Yes, because it was like you you do still have to 
do the things that are for your job, but you're also, I mean, this was taxing. This was a big deal because (laughs) here would be how I put it. And I know Kara and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to this. If she didn't get a ticket for something I wanted or vice versa, I didn't get something she wanted. It's just the two of us. Yes. This uh, being in charge of buying for a larger group was stressful. There were six of us. And, and that comes down to getting the tickets. What is everybody willing to spend on the tickets? Where can we get the tickets in this? Because in this sort of ticket buying process, you, you're not selecting a seat. You are quite literally just getting whatever is popping up for you to buy. And, and the two of us are more particular when it's just us because we're like, oh, an end. Oh, the last row of a section. Uh, we oh, we want to sit with this view or this far away or... Not in the sun, yeah. which that was a big thing for this one. But we, I mean, even yesterday we were going through this with tickets and our price for ourselves, just Kara and I, continued to rise where I know some of our friends were probably like... No, we have a hard set. Like, this is all I can spend. I'm not willing... To pay X number of dollars to see someone where we'll push it. We're flexible. <laughs> we'll be like, oh, we'll just work at the other job a little bit more. And we, we just do. And some people don't want to do that, which is very understandable. I think I have a second job just to afford my concerts. Exactly. And so when there's that pressure of multiple people, it's completely different. It is a completely different thing. But we did get to the, a place where we secured tickets, all six of us together. Yes, that was also a challenge, and communicating with other people who also had codes. Um, yes. Our friend Riley had a code, and I wasn't getting service at work. She conveniently got tickets at the same time. I got all of our tickets, so we had extra Taylor Swift tickets. But and, we and knew in the end, it all worked them. out. Yeah, so in the end, it all worked out because we ended up being able to give them to people who who wanted to be there. So we definitely weren't those people, which we, was nice. We got rid of them quickly too, yeah. which was a good thing. Um, but definitely. I, I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life. And then you catch me gallivanting around the workplace afterwards. Like, do you guys get Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> because we were not the only ones. <laughs> I feel Everyone like, stopped I what they feel like 40% of every workplace was trying to get Taylor Swift tickets that day. And, there was honestly, not a lot of productive things happening. <laughs> not a lot of people got them. No, it really was just that hard. And I think we had a work Thanksgiving party. Was that it? Yeah. And I was like... So did you get some? They'd be like, no, no. I'd be like, oh well, if you get a if you get a code later, I'll help you. <laughs> no one asked for help. <laughs> but we did end up, here would be my only thing, and this fast forwards to right before the show. She did release more tickets a couple days before the show started in Tampa. And it did allow almost every person I knew that wanted tickets to yeah, get tickets. Yeah. So while we thought we were in this elite group. Which I'm okay with not being, but it was it was fun for a second thinking I was so special. Um, everyone got them. So, like, I did end up getting a code. I was able to get on Ticketmaster, get tickets for someone that I work with. And they were able to go, which was, uh, you just felt like you did a good deed. Yeah. And that, and that is varying from venue to venue. I mean, she's releasing tickets, but... The amount of tickets and still some of the prices in on the secondhand market is very varying depending on the venue, the number of nights she's there, all of that. I think so. the day of tickets are still extremely difficult to navigate and get. It was the fact that I got the code, I think, three days before the okay, show. Yeah, that's... So that helped because you, you knew for a fact you were going. Yeah. 
But then as soon as we secured these tickets, next it was what out are you gonna wear? Because this is this is so we obviously go to a lot of concerts and you do wanna buy something, obviously. I buy a new outfit. <laughs> you do wanna concert. buy a new outfit, but this was something different than that. Because normally we're still wearing clothes that we would wear otherwise. And that's not to say that I wouldn't wear the things that I was wearing to Taylor Swift in a certain situation. Right. But um, this was very much like a costume. You were finding a costume almost because you needed to represent an era. So your clothes really had to be reflective of something. My only thought process, I was going with one of my favorite eras. That's what I knew I was doing. My favorite is Reputation. I love that album. And then next it was Lover. So I was like, I'm not really a pastel girl. I went with a red era. And uh, up until probably like Monday or Tuesday, I had an idea in my head, but I couldn't pull all the pieces together. And then I completely changed into something different. Amazon was really just coming through with the... uh, um, if you just typed in like Taylor Swift outfits, like they had curated things. And I kind of feel, I, I went back to Pinterest, you know, early 2000 days. I was like, let me look up some things. Back in college. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up in a black um, bodysuit that was like, had jewels on it. Mine was, I had a black bodysuit as plain. And then I did a sparkly like sequins skirt. So I would say we didn't go all out. When you walk no, into a... some of those, some people had very specific. specific outfits. Some people, like, legitimately had costumes. Like, they dressed up as something from, like, a music video or a prop or something, like, something the props prominent. Are my yeah, favorite. something, I was actually just on TikTok and someone was, like, a, like, a mirror ball. Like a... Yes. Disco yes. ball. My favorite is, so far, is the, I don't know who it was, but shout out to her. She was a keychain from All Too Well. Yeah, so they're it's picking the, the some patriarchy. people are yeah, some people are picking very very specific things. Some people are just going with theme. I mean, some people are just coming in Taylor Swift shirts. It's not a I mean, nobody I th- I think the uh, the fun part about it was looking around and seeing the wide spectrum of what was going on. Right. Some of my favorites are like the things that girlfriends are making their boyfriends wear. Oh, I love the Miss Americana and then the like she'll wear a dress and a sash and then the Heartbreak Prince also wears a sash. Love those. Um, but overall, I mean, we've been to Raymond James before. So no surprise there. We did get an opposite corner of where we had gotten tickets previously because we knew the sun wouldn't be in our eyes. Yep. And this was an early start. Yeah. Like that day. Yeah. But we went. So when we went for Kenny Chesney, it was an earlier start. Sun was out beating on us over on that side. So we, we knew from that experience that we needed to, since this was a, what, doors open at four? It was early. We did not go in. No, we didn't. We let so, Riley and Rachel go in. Yeah. We left our area about three. Yeah. We, we left our area in. about three. Um, and it, because it was on a work day, it was a rush. But uh, we ended up getting there with perfect with enough time. I mean, if you've ever driven I-4, you know that it's wretchedly horrible on a normal day. I hear it was bad. We ended up taking a completely different back route, which was fine. I'm sure I was going slower, but oh, I thought we were great. constantly moving, so I didn't feel like I was sitting in traffic. And we really didn't hit any stop and go traffic until we got close to the stadium where we were going to park, which is expected anywhere you're. And even you're then, going. it wasn't bad. Um, I did have to get parking right before, like the week before the show, I, and by have to, I mean 
could have gotten it weeks before. We love a last minute girl. Here I am. Um, <laughs> I honestly think we would have been fine without even buying it. We would have found somewhere to park. They had a lot of parking. There so would have been panic ensuing. I, I know. I've parked in the Hillsborough College parking lot before. Um, so I know that there would have been places to park. We just... We didn't have to walk, so I that would park was nice. again. Yeah, that was, that was nice. And we know most of the time... We always look at set lists before, unless we, like, want to be surprised. So, like, if I know it's a song at the end of a show that I don't need to see, we're just going to walk faster and get out. That was our only complaint about parking. The getting out the was getting bad. The getting out and was if we, hours. If we would have just moved ourselves even just to a different location of the stadium, I think we would have set ourselves up a little yeah. bit better for success, but you live and you learn. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we plan to see Ed Sheeran in a few weeks. Um, I don't know what he ends with right now. We probably but won't even pay for parking. We'll just figure it out when we get that there. That, too. But if we did, it was it would be, a, okay, let's start walking, you know, yeah. easy. Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. It just depends. Um, we decided to tailgate. Yeah, we did. Everyone else went in. They all wanted to go in and see the see openers. The openers. Um, I honestly couldn't even tell you their names. Gail? Which isn't any, a knock to them. I just no, don't know them. It's not our country world. Yeah. There's um, people I don't know. I think we knew a song from each of them, but that's why we were like, we're good. So we made a TikTok. We did. And I like it. I do too. Go check it out. <laughs> we definitely... And by TikTok, she means Instagram reel because I don't think she ever posted it on her TikTok. TikTok. Um... I didn't realize I was uncoordinated. <laughs> you, yeah. Oh, I fell in a hole. That doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. But. <laughs> it's really funny. No, it was one of the viral Taylor Swift, like, it was the it was karma, karma dance. <laughs> we practiced it 30 times. The, we should have posted an outtake reel of all the times we tried to do it and couldn't get it right. Oh, I have them. They'll be used later. Um, but I think we just had fun doing that. And then. You know, we didn't, I wasn't hot and sweaty sitting in a stadium seat. No. We sat in the front seat. We had a couple drinks. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, I think it's time to go in. Our going in experience? Fantastic. Fantastic. Because we didn't go in with everyone else. However, the bathroom experience going in, oh. in between opener and Taylor, terrible. I would have rather just never gone to the bathroom again in my life. I didn't go to the bathroom at that point. I don't know if it, because we went night one, and I know in some stadiums they turned some of the men's rooms into women's rooms. I don't know if they ever did that in Tampa. Um, it's always a good idea for your venue to take those things into consideration. Now, does that alleviate a lot of bathroom uh, problems? No, there's not a lot of stalls in men's bathrooms, and obviously we're not going in urinals. So, um, but it does help a little bit. So that was that was one thing, and I've I've heard and seen that that's been the biggest issue um, for this and a merchandise. But I will say, when it comes to the restroom problem, if you went during a song that you just it wasn't a big deal to you. I had no problem going to the bathroom. Absolutely not. Not a single person because they were so, I want to see Taylor Swift. And I was like, I've seen Taylor Swift and I will see her again. I did not mind missing a song or two. Right. Um, all right. Down. Let's get to the show part now. The show. I was, I will start with this. Lover is one of my favorite albums. If you are not a lover girl, 
you need to listen to it more than three times. Because yes, I it took me a while to like Lover, but we were supposed to get Lover Fest in 2020, and obviously COVID happened, and so we've not heard any of these songs live. Okay, so I was thrilled. And Cruel Summer is one of my favorite songs. It popped up on my Spotify, most played songs. Um, I think even last year, I love that song. And so I knew it was second and I was just anticipating it. Yeah, we had looked at the set list and by name, I didn't know a lot of the songs. When she started playing them, I knew more. And we had actually just had this discussion that obviously Taylor has had a lot of radio success but she also played a lot of songs at this tour that were well known and I obviously I'm not a a huge fan but were well known even in some other arena that I knew enough of the song whether it be from TikTok I don't know a commercial uh something that I knew they were irrecognizable to me um I may not have known the words but yeah I I enjoyed that throughout this show, you were able to see her progression as an artist, too. Like, there's a distinct difference between your fearless, even your 1989 and current folklore evermore. And and to piggyback off of that, obviously she loves all of her music. She wouldn't put it out if she didn't. But you can tell which songs she sort of wrote for herself. And which songs she sort of wrote for the commercial side of the industry to be... What that they want To be hit, yeah. Like, to be able to put out as a hit. Because, like, the folklore Evermore got very big, prominent parts of the set. But, as you were saying, never really had commercial success. Whether that be because of the timing of their release or just because of the types of songs that were on them. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely, if you ask a Taylor Swift fan, those those are big albums. And I would say a lot of her, what I would consider a newer Taylor Swift fan, likes those albums. I'm a Reputation Girl, those came after me. So, um, but I, she just has a different sound for both of those. Yeah. So that's why she appeals to so many people that it is, that is... I mean, not only fantastic, but that's impressive. How many artists are so versatile? She is. She's, and I think she's done a good job in growing and changing herself in that growth and still not chasing something. There are artists that do have, for some, you know, like Maroon 5 is coming to my mind. They were chasing relevancy, I think, in their development as artists. She is growing as a person and that's changing her sound because of her, her maturity and her, and her growth in that sense. So I don't feel like she's ever chasing anything. She really is just putting out what she thinks is the best music for her in that, for lack of a better word, era of her life. Yeah, no, I definitely, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, impressed from beginning to end. It was... Me too. It was a... It was a show. Don't get me wrong. 
I don't mind my country singer standing there with a beer in their hand just singing at me because I'm singing. She sounded good. She looked good. The stage was visually impressive. I had two, and I don't even want to call them complaints, two things that I noticed the whole time. I understand she's putting on a production, but every little walk and move and hand movement felt a little too choreographed to me. And that may just be a personal visual presentation that I just didn't like. And then they did a lot on that center stage where those things went up and down. A lot. I felt like after a while, and I don't know that what that the point was for it to be impressive. It was part of the stage. It was playing things on the side when it came up. So it was it was part of the, you know, the visual of the song. But I just felt like that there was a lot of that up and down on that center thing. And I don't think I noticed that as much. I would say, and not a complaint, um, for the choreographed part, as a dancer, knowing every move is choreographed when you're on stage, that's exactly what that was. So, like, even if it's your pinky finger, if it needed to be there, it needed to be there. Um, and that's what they're telling you, and she's just following the instruction. But my, not complaint, but, like, I, for a non-Swifty going to this concert, and this is why I would say I'm not as big of a Swifty as some people, the house visual. And I know you didn't understand that because you don't know the house. So I didn't even notice it. Correct. Because it's something I don't know. That was very insider. There were parts, Like, I noticed it catch on fire. Like, at the know, end. because so, there was... Yeah, she starts in the house. Each room in the house is an era... There's still some speculation on certain parts of the house. But if you didn't know anything about why that room was necessary, it made zero sense. And that's not as widely out there because it wasn't something at first that people caught on to, if that makes sense. So, like, I still don't know all the house things. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. So... But if you don't know it, that means I definitely right. don't know I it. would say <laughs> I know more because of TikTok. So if you want to know any Taylor Swift stuff... Find the people on TikTok to really throw in their two cents of what they think. I really did like the stage shape. She I did came too. all the way to the end, really only for the secret songs. I don't remember her coming all the way to the end and spending a lot of time there. I think there were some, like, there were some times on the catwalk, but not, like, stopping, if right. that makes sense. Um, I did enjoy, as a whole especially the end like the midnights era oh gosh yes her dancers were fantastic i love the, like dancer. those that choreograph that choreography not what i'm talking about when i'm talking about everything felt her, choreographed yeah that choreography fantastic spectacular and it's um i, I believe i read it's mandy moore who choreographed oh yes i love her so you think you know so um would not shock me if it is her. Yeah, so but I, I thought will that look. was really good. My other thing that we didn't get to directly experience that I thought was impressive is she did sell tickets on the side. Um, like, we've had tickets behind the stage and truly couldn't see see screens. Um, she sold the tickets on the side, and then there were screens there Big for screens. Oh, yeah. those people to see. And her band was there. Yes, her band was on the sides of the stage. So there were screens, so you really could see everything. She also played... Everything on the stadium screen. Yeah, in the back. In the back. So where we were, that would have been our best our screen. screen. Unfortunately, it was in the opposite direction of the stage, but... 
um, if you really wanted to see something more closely, it it was nice. Yeah. So I think overall, when I take into consideration price, the whole experience, the set list, the stage, the amount of time she put in into the performance I and three she's hours is a long three time. hours is a very long time compared to what we're used to which is hour 45 right to i highly suggest it if you get a chance to see taylor swift go yeah i also love and we, we talked about this um they had the bracelets yes so the light up bracelets which just adds to the whole um experience because it's making you know shapes and pictures and different uh, colors and to go along with each song or era or whatever. So the bracelets themselves are also sort of telling a story. Like, I guess at one point there was a snake. Yes. And we'll let during, talk during about that. Reputation. I know that she noticed it. I did not. She showed me on video after. Yeah. And I was and like, what? I know there was hearts, hearts during Lover. So it, yes. that was cool. I, I enjoyed that. She's done the bracelets before. Which I've done. And I've been to other shows that have had bracelets that do the light up thing, but never to that, um, like that intricate. It's just been different, like colors. It's never been like, let's make a shape or a, a some like something more visual in the audience. Yeah, no, I think that was great. Um, we were talking, and this is just a brief like side comment. Taylor's first album came out in 06. And we've had, we said nine albums. Yeah. So to play a little bit off of every album is also impressive because as artists get older, like, like for example, one of Luke Bryan's favorite albums of mine is I'll Say Me. I might not even get an I'll Say Me song anymore. Yeah, they're really, they move, they really do move away. I would be interested to see if she did something. I mean, this was very specific to the eras. We're playing something from every era of my career. I would be interested to see what a set list looks like should she have done just a Midnight's tour. Um, I think you would still get a good amount of mixture. You might not get a ton of one album, but you would get a mashup because she's done that before. So when you watch the Reputation tour, you'll see the mashup because she's not going to play the whole song. You really, I mean, and you can't, you can't, can't. when you have that much music, you can't. So it's, it's definitely understandable. Um, but yeah, no, in comparison to other, other people touring, other tours we've seen recently. And people who've had the same longevity as her. Yeah. You're, you're really not getting that old, older stuff. Cause if we think about it, like I said, obviously it's not a podcast. If we don't bring up Luke Bryan, we just saw him in Mexico and I got two nights of Luke Bryan. I should have a full, almost discography of your songs at yeah, this point. Yeah, and that's a totally different thing, too. Like, he gave himself a lot of time to perform, and we did see some songs twice, which Some was... I won't complain about, but, like, I just think that goes to show that Taylor is about pleasing every fan because she also understands you might have been a fan during this era, but you might not be a... Fan during this one. Right, so she made sure she hit it, and... Like I said, I can't say anything better. I thought it was great. I can't wait to see it again from a different view. Uh, so now we're going to bring in some people who went with us, just so you can kind of get their ideas on. We have a vast like level of swiftiness. Yeah, coming. we do. We do. Uh, we've got from nothing to everything. I mean, <laughs> and and age wise too. Yeah, which yeah. I think is good because some of us are the same age as Taylor. 
And I think that sets a whole different tone. Yeah. Like, we grew up at the same time. Somebody, some people didn't. So, we'll here they are. We'll be back with them. <laughs> so, some of you listening may be familiar with our Midnight's episode that we talked about previously and our friend Anne Swifty. Audrey joined us for the Midnight's review. So, she is here. And so is our other Phineas Mia. So they joined us in this Taylor Swift journey. And by joined us, I mean, this was, Audrey, I feel like this was a, a dream come true for you. It was. It was the best day of my life. I love that for you. <laughs> On a scale of zero to Swifty, I guess I should say 10, Audrey, where are you on the Swifty scale? Um... Probably an eight and a half to a nine. Okay, okay. It's been yet what after this about, experience. What about you? <laughs> I'm at like a four. I love that. We were talking about how we, our group is all different. So later when we talk to Riley and Rachel, we'll also see where they land. A different Swifty scale there too. All right, so first question. Were you guys verified when we were looking for tickets? Yes. Yes. So both How of them got verified. It? Neither of us did. We just needed to get that out there for the people. <laughs> the the listeners were dying to know which friends got verified. It was not us. Um, and then, Ismini, you can answer first. And then, Audrey, you can follow. What was your thought process with your Taylor Swift outfit? I didn't have one. Because I had no idea how people went all out for her concerts. So I just put on an outfit and in the car with a conversation with Audrey, I was like, well, this is what I'm wearing. And she's like, well, you're maroon. I'm like, okay, we'll go with that. It worked out great. (laughs) It did. Audrey, what about you? What was your thought process through your era's outfit? At first, I wanted to do something cute and like some, a play on a word or a lyric that she was going to do, but then that just became too much for me. I got overwhelmed with that, so then I was just shopping online, and I found this nice little outfit that's Midnight's themed, and that's quickly become my favorite album, so it definitely it definitely fit. I, Red used to be my favorite because that's what I saw her in concert for um, first, but Midnight's is my favorite album now. Fan favorite. Love, so love Midnight's. So your your so you're saying your favorite era used to be red. It's now Midnight's. Thinking yeah. about the concert since she broke everything up into era. What was your favorite era during the show? I couldn't answer that because every single era was my favorite era at that time, and I have no memory of everything because I blocked I blacked out. Ismania, what did you think yours was? I can't answer that. Um, again, I'm gonna get a four as the Swifty, so I don't know all her errors, but I want to say it was Reputation. Yes, <laughs> Reputation, girl, has my heart. Why did you think you liked that one the best in concert? I don't know. It's like, it's like more my genre type of music. Okay, it's hard hitting. Yeah, a little it's more, real. a little more edgy. <laughs> yeah. So. I know that during that time, you actually recorded a video and 
I missed it. I think Kara missed it. Audrey, I don't know if you saw it, but it had to do with the the bracelets. What was the video of? That I recorded? Yeah. During Reputation. Uh, well, I didn't record that one, because, but I did see it, and I thought it was a wave initially, but then when I saw it back on TikTok, it was a snake that went through the crowd with the wristbands. What great visuals. Good job to Taylor's team for that, because, like, we clearly didn't see it, but, like, looking back, seeing that it was there, and we missed so many things. So much going on. This is really a tour that you'd have to catch everything. You'd have to see it more than once. Yeah. The one I did catch was the rainbow or uh, coming down. And then secret song selection. What'd you guys think? I know that's a that's a big thing. We're all anticipating what song are you getting on your era's tour? Were we pleased? Were we like, eh, I don't know these secret songs? I'm going to guess this video doesn't have much to say on this, just because <laughs> it's the four of a Swifty. But I know that Audrey, I think, has a lot to say. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, when she said... When she said she was uh, doing a lot of thinking and then she was going to play her t- a title song of an album, my mind went blank. And then when she started singing Speak Now, it was like, I thought we were going to get an album, like a, a Taylor Swift version album release date with, along with that. But then Nashville got that. So I thought it was, I thought it was kind of interesting that she played Speak Now for us and sparks fly for nashville when she did the album release i kind of thought maybe it would be i kind of thought maybe it would be like switched yeah i'm not i'm not sad that we got speak now though no i'm not sad at all but i just interesting song choice that she did for that i think of the three tampa nights we got the best secret songs oh hands down and then our other secret song was treacherous yes and Which, I know, wow. yeah, I know you're a red girly, so I I could tell by the look on your face that you were just thrilled. I, I mean, out of left field, had no idea that was going to happen, would never have even thought that she would touch that song, but she did with our show, and it's amazing. I, 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 it was mind-boggling. So, last couple questions. Give us one thing you loved and one thing you would change. So you can answer that one first. Well, I I guess I would have put more thought into everything. Because again, I didn't know how, how it was going to go. I've gone to many concerts. This one was just a little bit more over the top. Um, I enjoyed the entire thing. I I now listen to more of her music. In the sense, after the experience, so I think a live show does people. Yeah, a live, same thing. Yeah. Like I, I downloaded a couple more songs than I had had previously. So definitely, I think a live show does that to people. Yeah, Audrey, yeah. burning question for you now: What would you change, and what did you love? I just have no idea. I I, I don't think I changed a single thing. Everything was perfect. Um, it was just a dream come true. I don't know of a single thing that I was like, ah, maybe we changed that. Maybe, maybe on my end, I probably would have bought a water beforehand because I was hey. not leaving my seat and I was dehydrated. 
<laughs> no, we talked about that earlier. So I'm glad you brought that up of like people not wanting to leave because they wanted to embrace every second of the concert, which is why the bathrooms were empty when I went both times. <laughs> so. You could have asked us for a water, but I think you were just too far gone no, that you didn't was, even realize we, we left. So. <laughs> well, I want to say we had an, I mean, we don't all go to concerts together often, but I had a great time with all of us there. Yeah, me too. It was fun. Yeah, it ended up being a really good Absolutely. So, well, thanks for joining this episode, and uh, maybe we'll have more concert adventures with all of the four of us sometime soon. soon. Yes, maybe another Taylor Swift concert. Oh, hey. You know I'm not saying no to that one. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Bye. So now we have our friend Riley on our podcast for the first time. So she's making her debut. Um, Riley, tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to Taylor Swift. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hi, I'm Riley. I, oh, my gosh, what do I even say about myself? Well, I love Taylor Swift. That surely is, like, one of my primary primary identifiers these days. Um, huge Swifty. I am known as now my office Swifty at work. Um, I have a full-time job in social media. I have a part-time side hustle selling vintage clothing. I've become known as the Swifty vintage business because I always have vintage Taylor Swift tour, quote unquote, vintage Taylor Swift tour shirts on sale at my markets. Um, always have a little Swifty reference in the caption. So those are my occupations. Swifty is, I guess, a, a third occupation maybe one day I can monetize that if I haven't already. I love that. Thank you. Um, My favorite album is 1989, closely followed by Speak Now and Folklore. Those are good I love Taylor Swift. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think it's funny that the Swiftiness is so large, though, because as you're saying your top three albums, I'm like, those are good. Those are good. But none of those three are my top three. So, like, we just hit there's such no, a, Yeah, there's no bad choice. We just hit such a variety of swiftiness that it just makes it all come together. Yeah. So, we I'll are also, talking about... Go ahead. You go first. Oh, yeah. I just Now, I'm just thinking about my history with Taylor Swift. And I'll say that I feel like my, my level of swifty has come in waves. So, Fearless was the first CD I ever owned. I... I received Fearless, Hard Copy, and the Phineas and Ferb soundtrack together at the same time for, I believe it was my ninth birthday. What a um, combo. I know. That's so great. clearly I've always had taste. I've always had great taste in music. Yes. Um, so Fearless was definitely my intro into Taylor Swift. I felt love for her through 1989, and that was when I was in high school. So I think around high school time, I was really starting to explore my music taste. So kind of waning in and out of my my love for Taylor Swift. She was always there, but she wasn't always my favorite artist at whatever given time. Um, but post-grad, so I guess like pandemic, um, Folklore was when she really brought me back in. Um, oh, wait, no, that's so not true reputation i remember exactly where i was when i heard look what you made me do for the first time me too vivid memory. that was such a core memory yeah so she's always been there taylor swift has been a constant presence in my life and will always be there that's the best and part. will always be there yeah for sure so 
we talked earlier about the verification process. So did you get verified when we went to our show? Do you mean like the verified fan sales? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. So she, Riley was one of the lucky ones. Kara and I are still sulking over the fact that for for no Taylor Swift have we gotten verified. Now, yeah, it's such a mess. We're months out and Taylor did just announce her third leg of the tour, I guess I want to call it, for the U.S. dates. Did you get verified for any of those? I did not. I was put on the wait list for the U.S. leg two. We love a good wait list. We just hope everyone comes off of it because I think we're... We're, we everyone wants to go it's just a it's can't hard. miss it's hard. It's hard. so i know it, it yeah and i'm just being greedy by wanting to go to another show so i'm trying not to let it beat me up too much um i'm extremely grateful for my experience would have been fabulous to to be able to see us like too but i agree it's something that i hope everybody who really wants to see it can see it to some extent or see it at some yeah time. definitely i and i think that's the same way we're all kind of feeling of like selfishly I wanted to go but at the same time I hope others get to experience this as well yes <laughs> we're trying to make ourselves feel better by being good people that's actually <laughs> exactly yeah so what thought process went into your outfit for when we saw Taylor in April mm, okay so great question I definitely wanted to wear something I already owned just thinking sustainably. Um, and I love vintage clothing. So I wanted to wear some of my vintage clothing specifically. So I really let the clothing that I already had dictate the era that I was emulating. So I have a lot of pink and a lot of sparkles and a lot of purple in my wardrobe. So I had this like kind of pink 90s club top that I was like, oh, this is so lover. And then I just kind of built the outfit around that. So wanting to be sustainable and wear something that felt like it really just emulated my day-to-day wardrobe just with a little swifty flair i love that so you went in for the openers karen i previously talked about how we definitely skipped them what did you think of the openers for the eras tour i thought they were so good i thought they were great i was i kind of went in with no expectations for them i knew one song by gail and it was like a b c d e f u which is the song that i feel like everybody knew yeah and i was so impressed with like the kind of punk style that she brought to her performance that was really impressive um and full disclosure i don't think i've listened to anything except taylor swift since the show however once i exit this this period where I only want to listen to Taylor Swift, I will definitely listen to the rest of Gail's discography because I did enjoy it. And same with Be the Doobie. I think I knew I don't even know the title of the other of the one song of Be the Doobies that I know. But again, there's like a TikTok famous song of hers that I was familiar with going into the concert or going into her as the opener. Um and again I was I was impressed by her too. I thought she had a lovely voice. Very cute. So I thought both were great. And I like that Taylor brought like not well-known people yeah definitely because it it brings that out it it creates a new fan so you did say your favorite era is 1989 but what was your favorite concert era that she went through Ooh, reputation was amazing um i say that as somebody who did not see reputation stadium tour live um i just loved the production of look what you made me do i thought that was like such a fun stage moment um oh lover was so good it was 
Um, I loved that as the opener. I love was- the Evermore set. Honestly, I think that's yes a lead for me. The production of the Evermore set was so incredible. And I know you said you're a folklore fan, but I'm definitely more Evermore. And I thought both mm-hmm. of those were done so well. I totally agree. And I go back and forth between um, like comparing my attachments to folklore and Evermore all the time. I just love the narrative of folklore, but there are so many individual standout songs on Evermore that I'm so attached to. So it really, you know, it changes every day. 1989 is a consistent, but everything else, my, my rankings every other day. They truly, they truly change in waves, change with my mood. True Swifty. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit before we started recording about how the secret song selection, it's always, you know, it's always going to be somebody's favorite song um, yes. that gets selected for that part of the show. But what did you think about the secret songs for our show? I was so happy with them. They were like songs that I didn't have on my list, but I was like, oh, oh, I know. Like, I'm so happy about these. Like, they were very nostalgic for me since we got older songs. Like, we got a song from Speak Now and a, and a song from Red. Um, some of the songs that were like, oh, I would, like, die if I heard this song were from Speak Now. So the song Speak Now was not specifically on my list, but I felt like it was, like, a little treat because I was really trying to manifest uh, a stronger Speak Now presence for our show. So I was extremely happy about Speak Now um, and then Treacherous was like such a little treat. It wasn't even a song that I had entertained possibly getting. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah, that I, literally my reaction. Oh, okay. The, the secret songs were so just, I mean, I don't think you can get a bad song. Yeah. There is literally. no such thing. No, it's just a hierarchy. It's like the top of your list being like your favorites. But obviously if you're there, any Taylor Swift song is going to be one that you want to hear. What would your top i have to have this played at my era's tour concert b what would your secret song be riley um so i my favorite taylor swift song ever is clean so i really wanted clean however that was already performed before our show so i knew i we weren't going to hear that um and i was really trying to to manifest um i bet you think about me oh yes that's one of my favorites yeah i love that and i also love nothing new but i knew that she wouldn't perform that as a surprise song because Phoebe Bridgers would be opening sometime down the line from our, our show. That's so true. I had like kind of what I like to consider realistic expectations for those. So I had my favorite songs, but I knew that they were likely not going to be performed based off of previous shows and upcoming shows. I will say since I got to see Taylor a second time since we originally recorded this episode, I'm really excited because I got essentially four secret songs now all from four different eras and I did get a debut album song so so my Cincinnati songs were I'm only mean when I'm with you which was really cool because like she like encouraged the crowd to jump because she was like this song just really makes me happy and like so you saw all the bracelets popping up and down during that which was awesome it was super cute and then I got Evermore and her vocals were just amazing during that. Yes, and I don't think yes. I appreciated it until afterwards. Yeah, I feel like I still see commentary about that being like her strongest surprise song performance. Still, it's- that and Exile from the other day. Yes, because now we're in the LA shows. We're actually recording this on the final night of the first leg of the tour. So mm-hmm. tonight we are hoping for some kind of surprise. I'm sure we'll be posting on the podcast Instagram on that but 
if you could pick any other songs for those secret songs, what would you choose? Yeah, I really, it's now coming back to me. I really wanted Cornelia Street. That's oh. my favorite song off of Lover. Yes. Um, and for Speak Now, I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to get mine or um, Story of Us. Oh, I love Story we're, of Us. I used yeah, to work at too... Justice and mine was played <laughs> in Justice so much that I probably know mine more than I should, but it's always a classic. Like, it's a good one. It really is. Like, it reminds me so much of my childhood. Like, Fearless and Speak now were just on repeat for me growing up. I just, like, rem- I just have a strong association with those two albums. Yes. With- my girlhood, if you will. Speak Now was my first Taylor tour. So I, I have a core memory of a lot of those songs. So since you hadn't seen Taylor before, what's just one thing that you truly loved about this concert? Oh my gosh, that is such a difficult question. I, I obviously loved all of it. Um, gosh, I was so impressed by the level of production and like her stamina, how much performance she actually gave. She really just threw herself into the entire performance and for it to be almost four hours, like three and a half hours long, 44 songs, it's just insane. Uh, so I really love how much commitment she had throughout the show and continues to have. Yeah. And I thought all of the visuals were beautiful. Yeah. Her stamina is really insane. Um, and I really loved all of the all of the visuals in between eras as well. Like there was not a dull moment. Like literally my attention was captured for the entire duration of the show. So I really appreciated all of the attention to detail too. Yeah, I think I knew, we knew going into this, it was going to be a a whole production along. But like when you, when you say the stamina piece, we go to concerts all the time and it's like, oh, we know what 22 songs are going to be played. So then to double that, like, I needed stamina (laughs) to watch her that long. Uh Uh-huh. And even more impressive for her to do this multiple times in the same city for Mm -hmm. what are we going on now? I mean, we started in April. So I think the tour started in March and she's just now ending in August. And now she's really not taking much time off before she heads overseas. What an amazing one. So is and, there and anything like, you didn't like? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Never would I ever have anything bad to, bad to say about the experience. Um, parking. I would say leaving the parking lot. That's what I, I, I was like. going to say. What about anything about the venue you didn't like? <laughs> yeah, leaving the parking lot. And I say that as somebody who, like, took a nap during that process. So I really didn't even experience it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say... I hope we all get to do it again at some point because it truly Mm -hmm. was something that, I mean, it's an inexplainable experience, honestly, Mm -hmm. to have one of your favorite artists play something from almost every single one of their albums is just phenomenal. Yeah. So I hope we all get to, to do it again and, hopefully, these wait lists that we're all on for the next (laughs) U.S. part come through and we're not waitlisted and we all get to experience Taylor again but I'm still holding out for her to add a show in in one of the Carolinas I feel like she has to right for me did she not do that originally nope no 
So I I hope so too. I hope she does uh, add a few more, even if it's just a few. And I know it'd still be a luck of the draw at that point, but more chances, you know. I'm glad we all got to go together as well. I think it was such mm-hmm. a fun experience that there were six of us all there, like, yay Taylor, and really not <laughs> knowing what to expect. Yeah. So what a beautiful but, thing it was. But thanks for joining us for our podcast too. Oh my God, of course. Wait, before I go, can you guys answer one of your questions for me? Of course. I want to know what surprise songs you guys were trying to manifest. I have so many. Um, <laughs> not being the least resident Taylor Swift Swifty of the group. Um, anything off of Fearless would have been, that was the album that I, I listened to front to back. Mm-hmm continuously so anything off of fearless would have been something that i would have liked to have seen my i'll give you my top three maroon and Mm. she did play that in la and she's played it twice now i also am a cornelia street fan yeah and then my number one is king of my heart and she destroyed me when i opened tiktok to see that this morning and i didn't get it but it was done perfect so i can't even be mad about it (laughs) yeah heard good answers good answers those secret songs they'll get you every time yeah but you know they live on forever on tiktok so sometimes when i need to pick me up i just search taylor swift clean surprise song on the tiktok search bar what a great thing to do yeah (laughs) technology we love it oh well thanks so much for thanks for joining us Thank you you're, so much for having me. This is love, a lovely little walk down memory lane. You're always welcome on the podcast. So anytime you want to just be like, we need a Taylor Swift episode, I'm never going to tell you no. Yes, I'm your on-call Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Be sure to follow us at Get In Going To on TikTok twitter and instagram we hope you tune in to our next episode to see what we're up to next